A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash Am I the Butthole? And if you do, if you love a Reddit story, why not click that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and you may be feeling a little bit extra spicy today, so you could click that like button as well. Why not? But it's all up to you. And let's jump straight in to today's stories. Much love, guys. And our first story comes from Tiny Soapy, who asks, am I the arsehole for yelling at my mother-in-law for associating my baby's bad genes on me? So I, female 25, recently gave birth to my daughter. She's currently eight months now and is super healthy and a cute kid and I love her to bits. She was born looking very similar to her father. My husband, male 25, was a very well-behaved, quiet kid. Everyone from the in-law side tells that he was super calm, doesn't cry or throw tantrums, always sits in the exact spot he is kept in and isn't picky about food. So when my daughter was born, my mother-in-law was expecting her to also be like that especially since she also looks like my husband when he was a baby. Except that she isn't. My daughter is well behaved, but she cries. She can be picky sometimes, you know, like a normal baby. And whenever she shows her negative traits, my mother-in-law says something along the lines of, oh, it's probably from you. And any positive trait, she goes, ah, that's just like how my son was. I've been sucking it up ever since she was born, but it kind of hurts. When my daughter started solids and won't like certain things, my mother-in-law goes, my son always ate whatever was offered to him, so it's from your side of the family. When my daughter cries or throws tantrums, oh, my son wasn't like that, he never cried. You probably cried a lot when you were that age. When my daughter developed a habit of putting toys in her mouth, all my sons never put a grain in their mouth like that. It's probably from your side of the family. And it goes on and on. Countless little harmless comments thrown around like this. It's been building up in my head and the last straw was, since she's now eight months old, she started to grab furniture, etc. and started getting up on her own. My mother-in-law went, my son was walking on his own at this age. You were probably a slow walker and that's probably why she can't do it. I flipped out and told her to stop associating all my kids' negative traits on me and the positives on my husband. I told her it's rude and grabbed my kid and went to my place. My husband thankfully took my side and agreed it was indeed not right, but my phone is now being blown up by text from my in-laws saying that I overreacted and now my mother-in-law is sitting there crying. Am I the asshole? Also edits, her husband died a few years back and she's still struggling with it. Therefore, it kind of has become an ironclad rule in the household to not do anything that would make her sad because it could spiral her to depression. This is why I was holding on from telling her that I was unhappy. I did tell her a few times that I wasn't a difficult kid. Even my mum told her that, but she still didn't stop. Apologies for not including this part. No, definitely not the arsehole from me in this one, and I would get fed up with that behaviour pretty quick as well. And whilst I do have, and I know, a slight bit of empathy towards her, because obviously she's struggling with her, with her mental health towards her, what happened with her husband, it's just not right to take that out on other people as well. And I would get fed up with that behavior really quickly. So definitely not the asshole from me. But so much for subtlety says, not the asshole. Let us sit there and cry. Hashtag narcissist. 
She's upset she got called out and is now trying to guilt trip you. Information diet and restricted access until she can respect your boundaries. Mental currency says not the arsehole. I doubt your husband was as good. Who uses that as a term about a baby? As mother-in-law claims. Your baby sounds like they're well within the normal ranges for what a baby should be doing. Side note, make sure your husband calls his family out more often for these types of things. It shouldn't get to you exploding for him to make a comment. Cool Cat says, not the arsehole. Next time your daughter has a tantrum, tell mother-in-law it must be her genes. The Wandering Age says, not the arsehole. I'd like to add that crying and putting things in their mouth and not walking until after their first birthday are very healthy things. It can, for instance, even be a sign that something is wrong with a baby or the atmosphere in the house when babies don't cry. So please don't tell yourself that these are ever negative traits. These are all normal, healthy developmental things that your child is doing slash not doing. Mother-in-law is the only negative thing here and a big crybaby at that. SSA39 says definitely not the asshole. She's playing the victim with her family because she knows she is in the wrong. If you have nothing nice to say, better not say anything at all. Even if the child took everything bad from you and good from her son, she is your baby. She needs to understand that. Now, what do you guys make of our first story? What would you do if you found yourself in that situation? Is it enough in this story to go no contact with mother-in-law or not? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a throwaway no vacation called Am I the Arsehole for Cancelling My Mum's Trip to Europe? For my parents' anniversary, I decided to treat them, my siblings and our own families on a trip across Europe. Now, my mum has a tendency to invite people to events and even vacations that we plan without telling us. As a result, it means that the plans we have for vacation gets thrown off course. She does this all the time, despite us telling her she needs to stop because it throws off plans. She also expects us to foot the bill of the guests that she invited. My sister calls me and tells me that our mum invited another family member to the trip without me knowing. My mum also told the family member that I would be paying for them to come along, also that I'd be paying for them the entire time there. The family member apparently accepted the invite and even thanked me through a text message, saying that mum told them that I insisted that they come. Every time my mum does this, it puts not only me, but my siblings and my dad in awkward situations. Reason being because we come off as assholes for suddenly revoking invites or that we don't want the invited guests to come. It frustrates my mum, who says that we embarrass her. Obviously, I cannot afford to bring another person on vacation with us. I had to be honest and I politely told the invited guests that my mother was incorrect and had actually lied. I had not invited additional guests. The invited guests thanked me for telling them and apologized. Within moments, my mum had called me, upset that I had once again embarrassed her. I explained to her that we've been through this multiple times and no matter how many times we tell her, she keeps doing it. I said that it is frustrating for all of us and that I had cancelled her plane ticket. She was furious and said that I was being unreasonable. Everyone in our family will be going on the trip without her. She said that she'll be here alone. I told her just go stay with the guests that she invited since she wanted them on the trip so bad. She said she was hurt and just hung up on me. I feel bad, but planning a vacation is stressful enough. Am I the arsehole? Now, it's one of those ones that is definitely a not the arsehole from OP, but one of the first questions that come up to me on this one is that 
from the very first line you said this is for my parents anniversary this is like you decided to treat them and <laughs> now one of the people whose anniversary it is isn't coming i'm like what <laughs> why not just cancel the whole trip at this point you know what your mother's like you've said it multiple times in this story that she you know invites people along and she does it all the time and but you still decide to go along with these things without saying to your mum, look, don't you dare invite anyone or you're not coming on the trip. But you're absolutely not the asshole in this situation to me anyway. But a literal garbage yo says, I'm trying to comprehend the sheer audacity it takes to invite somebody else on a vacation that she's not paying for and expect you to pick up the bill. Not the asshole. Flock around the clock says, not the asshole. You're already extremely generous with your family. It's terrible that your mum tries to take advantage. Craig BB says, not the arsehole, why do you continue to plan trips for her if this is her go-to move? To which Genova replies to that saying, this is my question. It's the same reason I can never give any family members of mine any financial support. They constantly try to squeeze either more out of me or they try to adopt my generosity into their own financial planning and attempt to Shanghai me into giving them more money. OP, you shouldn't be paying for her trips anymore. She's lost the privilege. And Kadrina official says not the arsehole. Also, next time she does this, say to the extra guest, I am so sorry, I've already booked everything and cannot change the plans now. My mother should have not made promises without running it by me first. It does two things, shuts it down and makes it clear to the guests that they should not be taking invitations from your mother in future. An apple tree lover says not the arsehole, but you should probably stop planning and paying for vacations that include her. I know it sucks, but it doesn't sound like it's going to stop. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from Nogua for you who says, am I the asshole for not getting my boyfriend a drink when I went to get myself a drink? So this happened last night. I, 20 female, was hanging out with my boyfriend, 23 male, at his apartment. We weren't really doing anything. I was on my phone just scrolling mindlessly on TikTok and my boyfriend was playing a game on his laptop. I got thirsty so I got up and headed to the kitchen to grab a drink. While on my way, my boyfriend asked if I could grab him a white claw since I was up anyway. I told him no and said he can grab that himself. I personally feel that it's not my job to cater to him and that he's a grown man who can stop playing his game for a second to get whatever he needs himself and that I'm not his mum, all of which I told him. My boyfriend then got angry and said, wow, didn't realize it was such a big deal. You was up anyways, would it really kill you to just grab me a bev? And before I could say anything back, he got up and walked past me to grab his drink. He's been giving me the cold shoulder since then, and when I told my mum, she said that I was an asshole. So just wanted some outside opinions. Am I the asshole? Now instantly, it's given me thoughts. Maybe there's something deeper in this relationship to get so, you know, butthurt over something like that. And, you know, OP is right in some ways that they're not there to cater for another adult human. No one's there for that, right? But... This is your partner. You was up yourself going to get a drink anyway. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Unless there was something you're really resentful about your partner. If I was going up to get a drink and my hypothetical partner asked for something while I was there, absolutely I would do it. Just because, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's the kind thing to do in that moment. They're not asking for much. You're already on your way there. You could at least... It wasn't even you had to like make the drink. It wasn't like you had to make a coffee or a tea or anything like that. It was a can of drink. You literally had to pick it up and walk back to where you was and pass them the drink on the way. I mean, come on now. <laughs> You've got to be the arsehole in the situation, surely. 
but Lizzie says that you're the arsehole. You were already on your way. What the fuck? This is not catering to someone. It's doing a favor, a very small favor. Abby Burb says you're the asshole and quotes, but I feel that it's not my job to cater to his every beck and call. And it says I get that, I really do. It's not your job to do everything for him. But grabbing him a drink while you're already up and on your way to grab yourself a drink is just a kindness, a very simple kindness. It's not catering to anything. Toasty81 says you're the asshole. Normal people would offer or ask others if they wanted anything if they were getting up to grab a drink. You seem pretty self-centered. It really wouldn't kill you to show even an iota of care. Summer Rock says you're the arsehole. If this is already too much for you, I doubt you're gonna have a boyfriend much longer. Love Beach 8 says you're the arsehole. Are you for real? It's called common courtesy and apparently you've never heard of it. And one more from Miss Mitchell who says you're the arsehole. He didn't ask you to make him a, a four course meal. He asked you to grab a drink. Do you even like him? Why on earth would you make a stand about not taking two seconds to grab a drink when you're already on your way? What an exhausting person you must be. Just be nice to people you care about for fuck's sake. Now, what do you guys make of this one? <laughs> Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And our next story comes from Ad Excellent 1627 Am I the arsehole for making my dad cry by mocking him? My sister came out about a year ago. My mother was accepting, but my dad straight up told her he would always see her as a son and that she will always be a man playing dress up. She cried that day. Three of us have tried to convince him. It ends with him yelling at us and making her cry. We were talking about her and he continued to misgender her and get angry when I used her name. I am a cruel arsehole and I started to mock him. Every time he would misgender her and dead name her, I would call him a bad father. I asked him if making her cry was a hobby of his. I made a lot of jokes which pretty much made fun of him. I think I crossed the line by asking him if he wanted to attend his daughter's funeral so badly. It was pretty fucked up. He started to cry and he asked me to stop. I did. I wanted to annoy him, not to make him cry. I've never seen him cry before. I acted like a bully and I am really ashamed. My mother outright told me that she was ashamed about how I behaved. I should have stopped earlier. It was a cruel thing to do and I don't want to be a douchebag. ETA, my sister doesn't live with us and I try to correct him more gently when she is around. All of this mocking happened when she wasn't here. Now there's one part that I would have liked a bit more information on where it says I made a lot of jokes which pretty much made fun of him. Obviously we don't know what the jokes were 
But from what OP said in this story, they didn't really mock him at all. It sounds like they told the truth. We don't know what the jokes were once again, but they told the truth. You said something very real, which obviously hit home with him that if he wanted to attend his daughter's funeral so badly. And for someone to come out, it's an incredibly tough thing. And then for a family member, their dad, to treat them this way and say that they won't accept them, blah, 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 is incredibly hurtful and can be incredibly dangerous as well. And I think you were just calling out the bad behavior. You call him a bad father, which he absolutely is being in this case. But three for a girl says not the asshole. It sounds like you didn't make him cry by mocking him. You made him cry by saying he was going to drive his own child to their death with his cruelty. And damn well should cry about that. And Vesifius83 says, so in this context, you are not the asshole. Honestly, this is exactly what needed to happen to get your father to acknowledge that he has been a complete jerk. Would this behavior normally be okay? No, but it overall sounds like some tough love is needed to get your father to grow up. Living on a prayer replies to that saying, this is one of those times where the justified asshole really fits. Technically, OP did display asshole behavior and even acknowledges that they did. However, it was in his defense of his sister who is bullied by their prodigious asshole dad to the point of making her cry. In addition, OP has tried multiple times to talk about it gently with their dad and he still won't stop. Sometimes it takes an asshole to stop a bigger asshole, so it's justified. Kitsum Cat says, not the asshole. Assholes like that are why the trans community has a high death rate. He needed a hard reality check and need to apologize to his daughter. Also, it's funny how he could dish it out, but couldn't take it. Gingerbread Blue says, your father is a massive gaping asshole. You are comparatively a tiny, itty bitty, dainty butthole. Not the asshole in this situation, and in your shoes, I'll do it over and over again until he either gets it or crawls back to his cave, never to be seen again. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below, and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Protonicism. Am I the asshole for refusing to give up my education? I, 18 male, have recently begun attending my first choice college. I've worked extremely hard over the past two years to make this dream a reality. I've been tutoring my sister, 17 female, in my free time to help her get into the same university. I have to say it's all been worth it. The place is amazing, the people are all friendly, and I feel like I just belong. Here's where the conflict comes in. My grandmother has been diagnosed with lung cancer. She cannot afford to pay for her treatment and neither can my parents nor my extended family. They are saying that she needs $30,000. I at first asked why my parents didn't pay for it, seeing how they are funding my education. They said that they put all their savings into mine and my sister's college funds. At a family meeting, my entire family demanded I pay for my grandma's treatment with my college fund, and they seemed so quick to group up on me. I didn't have a chance to make my argument peacefully because they all kept interrupting me when I spoke. That's when I snapped. I told them that my grandmother's treatment was not my responsibility and if they wanted to pay for it, they should figure out a way to do it themselves. Ever since then, I've been feeling guilty about the way I blew up at them. I understand that it's my money and I will use it to pay for college, but they're my family and I feel as if I shouldn't have yelled at them. Am I the asshole? Edits, I never knew my grandmother. She and my grandfather refused to meet me because my parents had me and my sister out of wedlock. I always struggle with the ones where there's like cost of healthcare because obviously the UK and I'm assuming this is the US and is very, very different. 
But I gotta say, this is a not the arsehole from me. This is your future that they're talking about here. There, And the fact is you shouldn't have been put into that position in the first place. You shouldn't have been approached by your whole family and bullied to try and give your money over by your family like this. But now it's happened and if I was approached with that situation, I'm not sure how I would react, you know? From the edit, you said you didn't know grandmother. So I think that makes it very much a not the arsehole in this situation, giving money that to someone that you don't actually know just a hypothetical situation and I did know that family member say like it was my dad or something like that and I could put money towards it and there was treatment for it then I think I would absolutely do it in that situation but from the information that we have here it's an absolute not the arsehole from me but half man one says not the arsehole you are absolutely right you can't sacrifice your future you can't set yourself on fire for your grandma unfortunately they ganged up on you because they wanted you to make a sacrifice they were unwilling or unable to. They wanted you to give them the easy way out. Latter ad says not the arsehole. This was given to you in your college fund. I suggest you secure that fund and make sure no one can access it besides you. Stick to your guns. It's a sucky situation, but no one is entitled to the money that was given to you and now belongs to you. I just talk loud says genuine question. Why are you supposed to give up your future to a woman that didn't care if you had any future to start with? If it was a random person on the street, you'd have said no, right? Well, that grandmother is the same as the random stranger. No time for dumb says not the asshole. Do not budge on this. Your family are all assholes for asking you to give up your future for someone who couldn't even be bothered to be there for you. She's no more your relative than a random Jane on the street. The entitlement is astounding. Tell them if they want to keep her alive, they better start looking at medical loans. And one more from No Resolution 6337 who says not the asshole. Ask your family why you're responsible for paying the medical care of a person who has refused to meet you. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Internal C5203, titled, Am I the arsehole for focusing on medical school over my wife's mental health? I'm in medical school. Me and my wife and our one-year-old daughter are about four hours away from both of our families. I'm three months into school and my wife has left and taken our daughter to our mum's house four hours away and is making an ultimatum. Either I help more with our daughter or she doesn't come back. This is what my days consist of. I go to school for 9 to 5 and then I come home and try to help a little until about 8pm where I study until about 11 and then do it all over again. I'm really not present a lot but I'm trying to make a life for us by being a doctor and being able to provide for everyone. My wife doesn't see it like that. I don't know where the issue is in translation but she just doesn't see eye to eye with me. I've told her anatomy, the hardest part of medical school, ends in 3 weeks and I'll be more present. She told me, you're not understanding. I need help now, not in three weeks. So pretty much either I fail out of medical school and I'm a good parent or I pass anatomy and I'm a terrible father. I'm honestly in tears right now and I don't know what to do. I've worked so hard for this. What would you do? And am I the arsehole? And we'll start with I'd prefer not to who says everyone sucks here. As the wife of a doctor, I very much understand the dynamic that is happening here. In that relationship, it will take sacrifices from both parties. That is the reality. As other posters have pointed out, this is not going to get easier in three weeks when anatomy is over. In one of his rotations in the fourth year of school, he was forced to go home after being at hospital for 100 hours that week and then yelled at by a doctor he was working under to come back in and stop being lazy. All four years will be hard. There are many large licensing exams you will need to spend a lot of time studying for. Then after that, there will be four years of residency, where we are at now. 
with many weeks where where all you have time to do is come home, crash, and go back to work, and more board exams on top of that. It will probably be eight to 10 years before you can be a substantial and consistent presence at home. That is just the reality of the situation. You need to discuss a way to make that work for the both of you, or you have to fight this many times in the future. Glue says, you are three months into med school and already can't care for your daughter. She is a year old. You knew she existed before you started med school. Also, you are only three months in, so you didn't actually spend a lot of time on it and can quit more easily than if it had been several years. What's your plan here? Not being present in your daughter's life until she is five. Also being an intern or a resident won't really be any less stressful than med school is. Many schools offer special programs for parents to stretch semesters. For example, do six years instead of three. Cutie Beaver says everyone sucks here. I don't know what you guys were thinking pooping out a baby before medical school. That was a terrible decision. My husband graduated med school and is a year and a half into his residency and it only gets worse from where you are. I won't even humor the idea of offspring until he's done because it's extremely demanding and he's never home. This is a terrible situation, but yeah, you need to choose. If she's not going to work with you to have both, consider sitting down with a counselor. It's never not Randy says you're the arsehole. You are aware of how detrimental it is for your daughter's well-being for a mother to have terrible mental health, right? P.S. You're not helping with your daughter until 8 p.m. You're parenting because you're her father, not her babysitter. And Easy Hedgehog says, you're the arsehole. Your wife didn't sign up to be a single parent. You are telling her that what you are doing is more important than being her husband or a father to your daughter. And then quotes, but I'm trying to make a life for us by being a doctor. Then goes on to say, you have so many years left until you achieve that goal though. It's not like in three weeks you're going to be done. You'll just be done with these classes and then you have more classes and the cycle will continue. I don't blame your wife for realizing that she isn't interested in waiting for years for you to do what you want to do. And one more from No Clever Name who says you're the asshole since your answer seems to be that med school comes first and your wife and baby can suck it. There are women who have babies in med school as students and they don't abandon their kids. If you really think you have no obligations here, then your wife should leave you and you deserve to be left. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? What are your thoughts on all of today's stories? As always, I would love to hear your thoughts, opinions, verdicts, everything really. It always means the world to me when you share them. But again, never any pressure to do so. A huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today and getting involved. And there is a playlist on your screen as I speak right now that will cycle through the videos for you. If you're just having a chill out session, why not use them? (laughs) Much love, guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.